Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 97 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on August 18th, 2017 on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86 Alongside me, we have the man who has been said to have the voice of the flower, Ju- Chris of Havoc. Oh. Chris, how's, how's your tech working? <laughs> See, I caught it. I caught it in time. It's working. <laughs> Okay, okay, this was a really hard one to make a name out of. <laughs> I was actually excuse. curious how that was going to work. <laughs> You're oh, no. actually going to have to excuse the reach, okay? <laughs> oh. No, it's T-Rex arms. I mean, it's the T-Rex arms, right? <laughs> they can't quite get in there. Although that storm grip does kind of go. Uh, yeah, or is, is that a warlock thing? I can't remember. There's been so much lightning lately. <laughs> Just kink, just kink the cord. Straight. Kink the cord. Yeah. Don't. That's how you, don't. Kink the, don't. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Everything's been good. Um, I actually have been playing an oldie but a goodie. Uh, I've been playing Halo Reach, courtesy of my good friend Penn's Halo. With the, uh, if, if you follow me on Twitter, you know he sent he sent us a. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't know what you sent. He sent you because um, your video cut off. Yeah, right yeah apparently <laughs> six minute videos because that's how long the video I originally <laughs> took was. It was like, was, and I just really want to say thank you to Pinned who sent us a. I was like, <laughs> who sent you a what? <laughs> yeah, and, and here's then, the game. Leave you in suspense. I was so I was so over it too. By the time people told me that, I was like, yeah, I sent. <laughs> like i didn't go back and shoot a new video I, i'm i'm the worst um, i just love the, how your son had chicken nuggets in the background <laughs> i bought those for him like an hour hence i was like eat your food he was like no an hour like, hence. eat your food no i was like you want to make a video and say thank you to pence sure nugget time <laughs> right in the camera Gosh. At least you know how to motivate him to eat, I guess. Yeah. I guess. We're going to make videos for pins at dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> well, be sure to let Mel know that we miss her over on Twitter at the Winds of the Stars. Uh, life has proven to be pretty hectic for her lately. Um, and we want to show her our support as she's getting everything sorted out. And hopefully that's going to, she's going to get everything sorted out hopefully pretty soon. Um, and from the depths of the madness inducing mind maps, we are joined by our favorite Gunter, the one and only green eyed music lover. Green, hope you're doing well. How are you enjoying your new environment? I know we so you moved cool. you moved into a new aquarium tank, right? I There's did. so much more room for activities. There <laughs> is, and people like to do them. It's awesome. <laughs> people go outside. What's that? There's a good. What? I know, what? right? Yeah, they go outside. There's mountains. There's water. What they call ditches here, I call streams because they have water in them. So it's like, yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, like I'm, I'm so, trying to, I was trying to follow that connection too. I was like, what? Yeah. What? So what I'm getting is what some people call CrossFit. Green calls getting the mail. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, God. I don't like CrossFit. That's a discussion. Well, you're, you're crossing the stream, right? I'm kidding. No, well, sometimes, but like, there's some. 
streams in town. Like, literally, I walk outside my apartment. I, you guys are... F- I love how she's I really- still defending herself. It's like, I'm pretty sure. As soon as Justin she's- started talking, it was, it was let's make this fun of Green. This is a tributary of a conversation. <laughs> she, um, she is never going to want me on here again, like, ever. No, it's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. This is a weekly battle, dude. Every week, something stupid comes out of my mouth and just... <laughs> Just enough where it goes forever and ever. And then I'm known as the stupid person for a for Oh, <laughs> no one would say that. Gumslinger confirmed. Gumslinger. Look, if you want if you want anything about stupid, just go to listen to you know, anything that I've got on my channel. There you go. That, that That's just, you know, hours worth of stupidity. You're fine. You don't advertise it quite as much as I do. Well, in the guest co-host spotlight tonight, we are joined by the one and only bearded master of lore, Beard Grizzly. Beard, how are you doing tonight? Uh, you mean besides all the chuckles and oh. pepper talk and everything? Yeah, yes. The- yeah, this is absolutely a good time. Um, I'm feeling good. Uh, yes, t- Today I woke up actually at like 530 in the morning. So I'm like sitting here going, where's my coffee? Because mm-hmm. I don't have enough at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of being tired, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, plenty of stuff going on with part time job and, and you know doing the YouTube channel, everything outside of that. Uh, family's just been way too hectic, though. Ugh, never slows down. That's 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 the point of family. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's like they they don't want you to you know. <laughs> Get get out of shape or uh, have it where you you need to effectively keep stock in Folgers or something else. Yes. No, that's why that's why you get Death Wish coffee. Just uh, just just gross. go that way. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, listen, it's not orange juice, okay? <laughs> I love coffee as long as it's not coffee and it is orange juice. Wait, well, wait. He- you like orange juice or you hate orange juice? No, he I loves love orange, orange juice. juice. He okay. loves orange okay. juice. Was... If you take him to a coffee shop, he will forego mm. all the coffee and get orange juice. I'm okay wow. with this plan. I mean, yeah. I, I prefer coffee myself, but orange juice isn't bad. I don't yeah, know. There's... Oh, no, no. I don't have a problem with orange juice, but when it's a choice between coffee and orange juice... That's mm-hmm. that's not really a choice. I like my orange juice with so much pulp. You're practically eating an orange. Well, yeah, of course. There's no other way to drink it. That's 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 you how you're so supposed much. to drink it as you eat it like oatmeal. I mean, to be fair, at, at least he's getting more vitamins out of that right, versus that's the true. coffee. But you know, there's, there's a there's lot that. more non-soluble fiber there, bearded. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially if you don't get the full pulp stuff, you know. You, you're, then you then you get a problem. You heard it here first, first folks. We went full pulp. <laughs> <laughs> we went full pulp. We we did it early. It's just pulp fiction the rest of the night. Oh, okay. oh. that's what he did. <laughs> All right, well let's run. Rim shot on. <laughs> I know, really. I'll go find one. I'll have. I'll get it ready for next time. I like uh, this guy. Let's get. Let's let's do this more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's run through the intro and jump into the chat. Sure. The topic of today's chat is going to be a look at the lore of the Striker Titans. I asked Green to put together a high-level summary of the topic, and this is what she had to say. Striker. 
Some say that strikers are purely an offensive-minded guardian. This is not so. They throw their bodies at incoming fire so others won't have to. It's not a death wish. <laughs> well, for themselves at least. Once a striker's fist starts moving, you can't stop it. All you can do is make sure that you're somewhere else by the time it lands. Unlike their storm collar and blade dancer compatriots, the sustaining of the power is not the point. The point is the end. The lightning strike, the deadly burst of arc designed for maximum disruption and destruction, the point is this. Strikers make sure that they get the job done. It's what they do. And it's as natural as breathing. Before we get into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last chat, we took a look at storm collars. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out the new www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out in the internet, and a growing collection of community articles. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing, as well as helping us to continue to grow. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday, at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the first and longest-running Destiny podcast on the net, Guardian One, Ghosts and Echoes, which also has the Destiny audio grimoire, and the network's newest edition, a non-Destiny-focused podcast, Paragon Radio. Our next chat will be a look at the lore of the faction of those who seek a new form of leadership, the New Monarchy. With that being said, let's all go ahead and dive into the information and thoughts that the community had about Strikers. Lorebot, let's go! Query, Grimoire, Database. Results found. Displaying on screen. Thank you, Randy. Um, so... Gonna start this off talking about the most aggro of Titan subclasses, the Striker subclass. Um, dubbed by some the Fist of Panic, uh, the Striker subclass is the arc based Titan subclass, and it is until the emergence of the Sunbreaker, your only option in Vanilla Destiny as an offensive Titan. I wanted to start out with the striker card, um, which reads at close quarters, a fist is better than any gun. Striker Titans charge into close combat, armored in light and wielding fistfuls of thunder. Striker tactics depend on shock and disciplined aggression. They must awe and scatter the enemy or risk being overwhelmed. Fellow Guardians prize their ability to draw fire as they shatter the enemy line. They are offensive and offensive, both of them. 
also just, just so everyone. It's going to totally interrupt you. I was like, was that offensive I, or offensive? Hey, <laughs> because hey, hey. because they're both kind of accurate. They're both hey, hey, hey. accurate. Yes. Yes. Basically, you jump into the air a little bit and slam the ground in an electrical temper tantrum. And anyone, anywhere dies. <laughs> That's anywhere? Anywhere. It, it doesn't matter if you're 100 feet above them in the air. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're around the corner. It's the equivalent of the star in Mario Kart. You know, it doesn't you, matter you, where you are on the track. The blue shell, direct, yeah, the blue shell. You, you just directed a, a thought my way that I never thought of. Semper tantrum. No wonder Titans are babies. Hey, you. <laughs> hey, there you go. And I said star. I meant lightning bolt. <laughs> Makes everyone. Never mind. Don't worry. About it. Lightning uh, bolt. What are we? I'll laughing? have to. I'll have Sorry. to defer. I'll yeah. have to defer to N sixty four. Josh on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I hear. I hear he's uh, the expert at Mario Kart. Hmm. But yes, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Zing. so so basically, strikers are the they're they're the most mobile titan. Uh, I I even think I don't titan as much as I probably should, but I think they're probably the most mobile, even when taking into account uh, Sunbreaker. Um, and well, they I, have I would the dare shoulder say, charge. They have shoulder charge yeah. too. Mm. I, I would dare even say Sentinel too, with the with the new subclass, because because just you can max out you can max out your uh, Titan's agility, not max it, but you can get as much a, as I think you can get from a Titan's agility um, with Striker. I could be wrong. If anyone runs Striker as a main and and runs something different for agility, let me know. Well, at least from personal experience with friends and everything like that, I know that a lot of them kind of say the same thing with shoulder charge. Uh, it effectively turns you uh, into being able to move in different ways and kind of like uh, move from left to right a little bit easier. So, yes, I would say agility is the term because you are being able to to move yourself in other other ways than just like straightforward, kind of like what you run into with like even a lot of warlocks or anything like that but even with other titans just their main jumps that shoulder charge adds that different momentum that if you have twilight garrison on too yeah that adds that extra extra angle of mobility in Mm -hmm. well they have that burst of speed with the with the charge but their turn radius actually is it is it still okay or did they nerf that? I can't remember what happened. Their turn radius when they were running and building up this old shoulder charge was actually not very good for a long time. Like you could not turn right around a corner at all. It's because you were a rhino. Yeah, That's much. how we got away from you. It's <laughs> <He is> dodged <laughs> to the side. If I recall right, as stupid as this will sound, I think they ended up uh, helping out the aim assist a little bit more with shoulder charge and melee uh, to counteract that a little bit, uh, just to make it so that you could still maneuver around a little bit more. Hmm. Okay. So it could be wrong. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> I was just reading in chat. Um, somebody said that the intro said that they should always have a tight meat shield around. I think that's a little harsh. Personally. No, it's true. It's true. Cade, no, so, Cade, no. Cade, Cade says the same thing. But, I okay, as far as Titan class subclasses, Striker's probably my favorite to play. Not because of the smash per se, but because it's fun to run them around the map and just shoulder charge everybody mm-hmm. because of the mobility factor. I don't necessarily think it's the easiest of the subclasses to play, but it's definitely one that fits my personality a little bit better. <laughs> run, 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 run. It's, it's got okay, short no. reach, short reach and runs a lot. <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> don't you be making fun of short people. <laughs> yes. So, okay, I'm going to a quick story real quick. We're putting up shelves in our yes. little room thing. Oh, no. And Julie looks at me and she's like, what do you think? I was like, awesome. You're reaching everything in here because I can literally not reach a single shelf in the entire laundry room because either the washer dryer is in front of me and I can't reach across it very easily oh, no. or it's too tall. And I have to get the step stool out. And I was like, uh-uh, not happening. <sighs> Short people problems. Mm-hmm. If it's any consolation, well, Kashin has the same problems. <laughs> yeah. Justin could, does not have could. those problems. No, I don't. I reach no. all the things. Well, that got creepy. Uh, um, <laughs> so we were talking about Titans. Right? Yeah, we were going to go back to Titans. So, back so to Titans. back to Titans. Way to kill the segue. If you guys mm. want to roll into the Titan card, yeah. Mm. Actually, you want to you, Green? You want to grab the Titan card or Beard? Either one of you. Mm. Beard, you go Maybe for it. You, okay, I gotta come on. You can. There we go. Titan. Strive for honor. Stand for hope. Titans are warriors, heroic defenders of the light, channeling the gifts of the traveler to wage war on the darkness. Steadfast and sure, Titans face any challenge head on, blunt force instrument of the traveler's will. I'm just going to let that stand there for a second because it just. <laughs> blunt force anyways um i i actually did really like the well anyone who's been in chat kind of knows that this has kind of been a frustration of mine because i've been hunting down the legend of the titan quotes um there are 12 steps in this quest and Mm -hmm. six of them are not in any api database anywhere um and i've actually yeah oh it's yeah you all you have to do is pay attention so a big shout out to Mylan, uh, uh, pins and ghost. Uh, they have been, they actually ran. Mylan had some from his, he's done a really good striker YouTube video. Actually, or I think earlier this week he, he released it. It's a very, very well done video. I'm going to link that in the, the show notes, but, um, he actually was kind enough to give me some of the quotes from that. And then, uh, pins and ghost from the discord chat have been kind enough to actually show me screenshots and actually get them in the right order. So I have those all on the mind map now. Um, and I also have on the mind map, the entire breakdown of the legend of the Titan and the path of the striker quest, uh, the, and the differences between what we have in the grimoire and what was actually said in game. Cause there is a bit of disparity between the two on a couple of those, but the legend of the Titan, 
the reason I'm including the Titan class quest in the striker subclass episode is because there are some amazing quotes from Zavala uh, in, in that entire thing. The, for instance, the idea of the wall is so deeply embedded in the Titan that they are reassured by the promise from Zavala that all Titans, when they fall for the last time will be buried at the wall. So they are literally, they are literally part of the defense of the city, even in their death, even, even as finally, you know, they don't, they aren't going to be resurrected for whatever reason. They are still part of defending the city because they are buried at the wall. They are still standing defense. Oh, very great wall of China of them. Oh, I was, was going to say because of the research I kind of did where I sat in, uh, flipped through Sun Tzu and compared that mm-hmm. back to Zavala, mm-hmm. uh, the majority of what is basically taken into the account of the wall is basically just dragged straight from Sun Tzu. Right, uh, right. Every, every little piece that you could basically say about Zavala is Sun Tzu, and everything that he has kind of helped to bring the uh, titans of the city become uh, it's also very Sun Tzu. Like everything that he has is is all built off of either very ancient uh, war texts or at least Sun Tzu. Right, and there's there's a quote that he paraphrases uh, that a lot of people have have already kind of connected to Sun Tzu is mm-hmm. the quote about how if you treat you treat your followers as your sons and brothers, they will follow you. Treat your soldiers the, as your right. men; they will follow you into the dark, darkest depths. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the other really cool quote that I found within the legend of the Titan was actually a quote that talks, uh, Zavala is talking about his time before being the Vanguard. Um, and this is the fourth step. It's a, one of the talk to Zavala's and he says, before I stepped into my role with the Vanguard, I was much more spirited. Those days seem far gone. Now the dream of the city is all I have left. Every morning I wake and I turn and turn to see the walls still stand and I allow myself a smile. And I, I, I was like, I was like, well, there's a couple things here that I think are kind of cool. Is first off, Zavala is a lot more similar to Ikora and Cade than I think people have been giving him credit for from this this comment right here. Um, oh yeah, you know he's he's kind of admitting that there was a period in even his his time that he was spirited is what I, and I when I when I hear Zavala say spirited I hear him being like yeah the big mouth hunter guy I was I was kind of like that we don't talk about those days I knit now um <laughs> the other the other thing is the fact of this this to me really explains his obsession with the dream of the city because he's lost everything Everything else has been lost. He only has the dream of the city. This this dream of the city is just I mean that's all he has left. And then and then there's confirmation that Zavala sleeps. I don't I don't know. Like that that's that's to me is like one of the biggest arguments that I've seen a while. So is yes, guardians guardians do sleep. Some guardians do sleep. Now we don't know if they need to sleep, but well, they do dream. We know that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, hunters don't because hunters <laughs> hunters don't sleep at all. <laughs> but that's because of the nightmares. So they dream. Because mm-hmm. we're bad mofos. 
I was going to say, is that because they spend too much time out in the dark, or are they <laughs> yeah. just afraid of the dark, or what? Uh, Both. We make enough enemies that it's not a good idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's that too. Yeah, that that too. Because that was what is that? The Dream Eater armor. It's hunters, hun- hunters are the only ones who have worse insomnia than Exos. Yeah. So yeah, and and, that, and that's just for me. That was a really there's there's just some really really cool little tidbits within the Legend of the Titan. And the reason I bring that up is you know again, those tidbits really do kind of explain what the obsession with the Titans have with the Wall and with the city. But they also really go a far way in showing the mentorship that Zavala represents with regards to the new guardians he interacts with. Um, he uh, the last kind of the last step in the quest. And this is a common quote throughout all the class quests, but like the warlock uh, class quest has this as a similar quote, but in the Titan one, he speaks that he's, he's speaking to your guardian and he's saying, you know, Hey, there was a new guardian. Um, I talked to him about him and, you know, or I talked to him or talked to them about you. Hang on. Let me pull it up. Where'd it go? Um, I was speaking of your actions and bravery just today to a new recruit. I pointed you out and recounted for them a few of your deeds. They did not believe me. And so I said to them truthfully that your service is the exception that most who serve the Vanguard will not reach your heights, but that does not make their service any less important. If they come to you seeking seeking advice, I would ask that you give it with respect and remember how far you have come. So, and, and that was the, actually, that was the step after you've reached level 30. So there is another step after you reach level 40. Um, and I have not, I have not yet gotten that dialogue because I don't play a Titan. Um, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what I'm hearing you say is that if you are a listener of Focus Fire Chat and you want to help Blue out, record everything once D2 starts, just in case he doesn't Please. play that class type. Yeah. Well, Please. I think I can make that as a standing. Please do it for yeah, everything, everyone, for everybody, yeah. especially like get involved with uh, to, to drop it out there because I'm sure you all do. Ishtar-collective.net. Uh, it constantly helps update that because that is going to be the best place to help all of your lore masters and those lore nuts that basically want to look over everything. Uh, it yeah. is the best place for us to kind of all kind of check. Yeah. And if you're in our discord server, um, kind of going off that, we actually have a special role set aside in that, in the server for people who are willing to help out with the recordings and stuff that that's the Gunter crew that green is kind of the, driving force behind green Baxter and purple are all the geniuses that lead that mad, that mad rush. You I don't know how they purple. do it sometimes. You yeah, guys those are two crazy. Are no, no. The people who are helping us are the crazy ones. Oh, well that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. You're enablers. You're enabling mm-hmm. us to yes. do this. I'll take that title. I, yeah. I, I will totally take that title. <laughs> Um, so yeah. And so, like I said, I have, I have the quotes from the legend of the Titan, um, quest on the mind map for this week. The, obviously we'll link that in the show notes over on the website. Um, the path of the striker has obviously is more specifically geared towards, well, the striker. And one of the things that they present is Justin was talking about the strikers as being, um, 
mobile, more mobile, the more mobile of the, the Titan classes or the Titan subclasses. And that's actually described in one of the steps where Zavala says that as a striker, you move to the front, the front of the war, the front of the fire team, the front of the line. You are the front and the front moves with you. So this represents the idea of the best defense being an absolutely overpowering offense. And, you know, this kind of goes into the identification of the the striker as being the spear that rings the city. Um, and even in the face of knowing what that means, uh, the case being in the Kabir quote about what does a spear do, it breaks. Um, even even in the face of that, they still rally to that. They still rally to defend the city through their their offensive attacks, uh, their offensive strikes towards the darkness and all that. They they do that with you know in green. You kind of mentioned this in the summary. They do that because they want to protect the city, and that kind of ties back into the whole thing with Zavala and the dream of the city. But I didn't I didn't know if you guys wanted to dive into the path of the striker at all. Did you have any particular aspect of that that stood out for you guys? I think as far as talking about the strikers being the front line, they are the class, in my opinion, besides maybe Sunsinger, that most embrace the war of attrition, the idea of giving Mm -hmm. yourself up for the greater good. And granted, we can resurrect and everything, so it's not that big of a deal. But they're the ones who are most willing to put themselves out there and put themselves in harm's way. Most of the other classes step back at least a little bit, throw things, maybe tickle you from afar, you know, that kind of thing. But these guys get in your face. Yeah, and there's a lot of them that do that. There's actually a quote... um, there's actually a quote from that in the legend of the Titan <laughs> to go back to that quest. There is a quote uh, after the beyond the sky step. There's a quote from Zavala that says your time in the field has given you a sense of the real enemy before us numbers. There are so very many of them in their tomb ships in their catches deployed from garrisons and summoned from the depths of time itself. What do we have faded mortar and aging cannons? This is why I speak so often about these walls we have built, Guardian. In every sense, they are what separate us from the hordes beyond. Uh, so that, again, is the nod to that war of attrition. And, you know, there's the the ever fun Fabian strategy that we've mm-hmm. talked about quite a bit, which the Fabian, I mean, Beard, do you, do you, want, to, do you want to take that one? Because I'm sure you know, you know that I'm going to say I know that idea quite well. Now, it's uh, it's effectively just a tactic of attrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you effectively just wait out your, your enemy entirely uh, until they basically drop their guard enough that you can get in there and strike. So Banshee was, uh, was kind of funny enough in naming the gun uh, because he was talking with Rah- – I think it was Rahul one day. Yeah, Rahul was yeah. going over the idea of, <laughs> of Fabian's strategy and what went into it. And Banshee was like, you mean they didn't think about ghost resurrections? Hmm. So he started putting that whole thing together and basically said, all right – we'll just keep resurrecting and just go back and do it again. So it's literally like you're calling Titans the most insane out of the bunch because they're just going to run back in and do it again. <laughs> but to, to talk on that too, uh, in terms of, um, 
the the ideas of, of different military strategies of obviously the Titans kind of fit that bill very well. Uh, Titans, though, have something that go beyond that typical brain, which is even in their basics. Uh, look at the Defender. The Defender, of course, has the bubble. And when you start looking at the bubble and if you get like three or four of them lined up, what do you get? You get this wall. You get this phalanx and this phalanx of like unbreakable, at least on the on land, uh, like shattering strength that you can just pummel all this different uh, firepower into. And then all of a sudden you get the strikers and the strikers can kind of do those uh, like those elven leaps that they do in Lord of the Rings. So they jump Mm -hmm. over the shields. Yeah, that kind of deal. And strikers just come in and pound down right on so top they, of the they kind of have they kind of have a jump jump pack that yep. you know where where is where is justin i'm giving i'm he like i'm like i'm giving know. him the best opportunity to jump in here and scream <laughs> and he's like gone yep. talking i'm giving him starship troop there he is i'm giving right. him starship right. troopers okay. opens and no no it's what it's happened? dead it's dead it's, it's gone, gone it's gone, it's gone now you killed troopers. it uh, I'm gonna have to go back to my own podcast to see what I missed. <laughs> okay. What Blue is torturing you with is the fact that we were talking about how the strikers kind of have a jump pack. Oh yeah. Type functionality. Yes. Yes. Well, much like the mobile infantry in Starship Troopers. <laughs> I'm not even gonna edit that. <laughs> no, they're not. That stays in. Yeah. They're not quite roughnecks, but they're pretty <laughs> cool. I get that reference now. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you proud? <laughs> no, I, you know, I do actually kind of view, I'm glad you actually made that parallel because um, I, I kind of view the strikers as far as being part of a larger fighting force as, as, filling the same role as the mobile infantry and in starship oh, troopers yeah. and that's mm. that's that's leaping into battle then then withdrawing and then jumping over here and just remaining elusive and and just uh softening up the lines as it Dropping were bombs and pretty much. bugs and yeah pretty much well, and to, to interject a little bit in there the, the sunbreakers are the ones that we would consider are course outside of the wall they're the ones that take everything away from the city the strikers are basically the ones that we have on that offensive force Mm -hmm. so in that same kind of idea they're the ones that that are jumping off of the wall if we need them to and causing that much damage if we need them to whereas the the defenders are literally there to hold the line if i can Mm -hmm. quote a little mass effect there Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes Um, <laughs> that's like the that's that's the extent of my knowledge of that entire series. Okay, moving on. Mm, pretty much. <clears throat> now now chat's going on Starship Troopers. Uh, yeah, what did we do? Chat, way to go. Life goal. <laughs> Life goal. <laughs> um and I I mean so to kind of to kind of go back to the path of the striker from to step back into that concept of the spears Kabir has that quote that you can I think you can take it a couple different ways um mm-hmm. I I always kind of I don't know like I I see I see the what is it complete the path um yeah it's complete the path yeah. uh he says what the city wants us to do what we want to do it doesn't make any damn sense 
that phrase, tip of the spear, sounds good in speeches, but you know what happens to spear tips? They break. But that's what it takes. If it's the ch- if the choice is between you or the wall, you break. And and it, you know, like I know a lot of people read that as kind of Kabir kind of challenging the idea of strikers, but I, I kind of read it in a different, I almost read it in the exact opposite. I almost read it as him saying, no, this is the choice that we willingly make because he says what we want to do. You know, there's this. We'll go. No, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. So look at Kabir as the character. Right. Uh, What we know of Kabir as a whole is that he basically did give himself overall for another fire team to get into the vault of glass and do what they needed to with the Aegis. He understood that. He allowed for this, uh, for his body, his perception of what he had to be turned into this thing. He knew that he wasn't necessarily going to break against this trouble that was coming. He needed to go ahead and conform. He needed to adjust to it. So he did it in the only way that he effectively could have. How he did so, Lord can only know. But the idea behind, you know, the Aegis being another piece, another defensive tool for us, and another combative weapon that we have uh, towards the Vex, it was his way of saying, no, you don't break, and this is why. You just live to fight another day. I'm not going to let Damo hurt you, but, you know. Well, it's... Okay, he's... he's, No, no, don't let Damo get onto that conversation. (laughs) I think in some ways, Kaber gave us the ability to continue our paracausal... hacking essentially because if you're a spear yes you'll break and there's some set things that'll happen but what he did his sacrifice that's the difference we, we are able to sacrifice ourselves over and over allowed us to con- continue the paracausal hacking into the system and breaking the game and winning all the winning <laughs> well and mm-hmm. i i mean i mean i almost would argue that kabir actually broke even further than physically he i mean he he broke himself in making the aegis for us to to become a weapon he literally became a spe- like i mean he i mean the aegis you can say is not really a spear but if you ever have seen that thing do the the mega man beam into atheon it's 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 a kind of a spear um you know it could be used as a weapon and so if you think of the aegis as kind of him in a way, you know, a, a kind of a a continuation, if you will, of his of his powers. Or sorry, not Atheon. I was thinking I was thinking Templar. the relic. I'm thinking yes, the Templar. Same same concept, but yeah, different different the robot. item. Robot Dif- you shoot the, the thing robot. with a Mega Man beam. Whatever. It's the floaty robot, not the strike pose robot. Oh, that's right. It's not <laughs> it's not it's the floaty robot, it's not the rabbit. Got it. Uh, um, yeah, I love that the pinnacle of Vex technology is, is an in, No, is the Energizer Bunny. Oh. And just strike a pose. I love that part of Atheon. He's I so sassy. <laughs> he's, he's got, he's fierce. It's he like, so fierce. I'm going to come out, I'm going to destroy all of you, but first I'm going to do a Ric Flair. Hee <laughs> <laughs> <It> just... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, continue. Yes. <clears throat> so yes, the Templar. <laughs> he just. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I, I actually see what Kabir did as 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 taking the concept of breaking even further because, you know, he he sacrificed himself even more so than just dying. You know, he he actually because he says, you know, in, in the cards, he says, if you see me again, I will not be Kabir. I'm he literally sacrificed his body completely. There is no there is no Kabir to be resurrected. If you would, he's well, he sacrificed his future. He's right. he's compl- continually locked in that time. He chose his own fate, whatever that is. Right, he but, did. But, but with the Vex, did he? <laughs> yeah, because no, he's no, he did. He body. did. <laughs> you leave. You leave Praetith alone. Oh, I'll leave that be. Yes. <laughs> and you leave him and his little transistor radio alone. Okay. <laughs> I need to get a radio s- little sound bite. But, um, well, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. I'll be completely honest. I think so, we lost it at the time we said Atheon? Yeah, Atheon and the Energizer <laughs> Bunny. So. Do we want to move on to some of the other type? Yeah, that yeah. That are let's, strikers? Let's, let's segue into something a little bit more coherent. Ah. Uh. So, okay. Do we know Kaber was a striker titan? As much as we know anything in Destiny. Yeah, I was I gonna mean, say. I, I think so here's this is this is something that comes up a lot of times when we're talking subclasses, just in in my mind. I kinda think that anyone who is a Titan or anyone who is in a class technically has the capability of being a particular subclass. Now, you have people, you have individuals such as Wei Ning who have documented conversations about how difficult certain subclasses are. Um, namely, she had difficulty with defenders in in the forming of the ward. But, I mean, I, I just, I kind of, you know... The, the fact that Kabir talks about what we want to do when he's talking about being a spear, to me, makes me think that he is a striker, predominantly. I would, uh, I would go so far, because I was kind of thinking about this on the way home, uh, as to say that any Titan that is born of the city age has the capability to be either a striker or a defender to a point. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily say that they are kind of like Wei Ning, that we already brought up the idea that, yes, she has a problem forming the bubble. Uh, is it something that strikers are at least capable, if they're not proficient in Fist of Havoc, can they at least go ahead and do something to that degree? Uh, and then they ended up doing what they did in Destiny 2, where they gave us multiple uh, ground pounds, but at a like smaller degree, basically. So does that have... I, I know I'm taking a gameplay aspect and putting it into some kind of lore. Does that have anything to do with it? You know, just this, this different way that they kind of uh, handle themselves. Right. Uh, I, could, I, I could see something to that effect, uh, where the bubble is in some way kind of effective kind of useful uh and i could see it in the other way where strikers are 
kind of able to do some damage or at least take out a major target like once and that expends their their power that they have for it but no but sunbreaker yeah. Yeah, i just i don't i don't see all of them capable of sunbreaker i'll i'll just put that flat yeah i'll, I'll be with you i i think you could probably say that for for all the ttk subclasses those are much more uh, niche type skills that one attains through a very specific path mm-hmm. as opposed to as opposed to the the more more accessible um class traits well i mean everybody has the ability to develop those different classes it's just are you studied enough or powerful enough to actually wield those types of I guess rituals, yeah. since we're going to jump back into the ritual talk for blue. Yay! <laughs> well, I was going to say, especially with like the Stormcaller, because the way that Ikora talks about it, it mm-hmm. does lead you to believe that you're trying to be more and more powerful, or she kind of figures that you're ready for it. Uh, that's what I've always gotten from it. Justin? Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to add, there was a little, there's a little Easter egg that might not even be an Easter egg. It just might be the word that, but uh, that makes me think that Kabir might be a striker at, on top of the, on top of the complete, the path of striker subclass quest quote, which is the flavor text of Kabir's might. Hmm. Um, it says in the aftermath, he became obsessed with the machines and aftermath is actually a a node on the striker subclass tree um it's the one that makes the ground just kind of be uh, a broiling pit of lava for the ground is lava hours. yeah for mm. 4 hours after a striker <laughs> um Accurate. but yeah that that could very well just be you know that they use the same word but i don't know what do y'all think about that? Is that just poppycock? Yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I see where you're going with that one. I think that my only argument there is aftermath is, I don't know. I think that one, I think, is just kind of a... Winky dink. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that one might just be a coincidence. But and we have... No, go for it, go for it. It's like we have other cards that are references to different characters with that are in the lore of destiny that don't mean that they are that class. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be mm-hmm. on a certain weapon type or a certain class type for a, a certain, knight, a, a, a certain cloak for a, mm-hmm. a Titan. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. A hunter's yeah. cloak <laughs> that happens to be. <laughs> I like, I like how we all thought right to that one yeah. <laughs> because it's the most obvious example. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Uh. So for those who are not so obviously <laughs> inclined to understand that one, the, this, what is it? The cloak of your, is that what it's yeah, called? It's, it's so. cloak of dredge and your, dredge and your, and his radio radioactive cabbage. Mm-hmm. Which spoilers for anybody who hasn't listened to the the uh, what is it the Dwindler's Ridge sa- saga that we've talked yeah. about multiple times? Yor is a Titan who happens to be somebody else that we know in Destiny. 
Well, sorry. I think I, I think the, the amazing the amazing well. thing with that entire story was just the presentation of it, like mm-hmm. the 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 trickle method that they used to tell that story over what was it like nine hundred days or something. Like, it was it was almost legitimately over the full three year period. It was like I, as soon as they introduced it, yeah. Oh my god, I I just love the fact that it was the, I like the presentation of the story. Like even yeah. though in like retro like looking back it's like oh that's a that's that's a pretty simple rise fall like story. Yeah, I'm like the the if like in the moment when you're playing the game and like every time you get an update you get another piece but it's not necessarily the piece that's in order cuz you kind of got no. the ending and then you got the beginning. And then, or no, you got the ending in the middle and you got the beginning and then you got another piece of the ending and then you got like a little bit before the middle and a little bit after. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, this is all connected. I mean, that's because the thorn cards and the Mm -hmm. last word cards came out at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. And the thorn cards are actually later in the story versus the last word cards, which tell like the origin story a little bit more in some ways. And I don't know. It's it's a good one if you haven't read it. I was thinking about actually putting a post of the whole everything in order on the website. We have the uh, the audio grimoire piece that we put together for the story That's of the war. We do have that That's if true. you want to link it in that post. Bandit number three. Bandit number three. <laughs> you still need that yeah. T-shirt. That was a good time. That was that was a really creepy bife moment. Oh, yeah. well, and I mean, Killing. oh my gosh, he was so good. And then what he was like, oh, I've been practicing for, it's like, mm-hmm. yes, you have, you have for been your whole life. <laughs> um, but let's, so let's, let's go through the list of ty- of strikers that we know of. Right. Um, and this is in alphabetical order. So I did, I, I tried to stay as neutral as possible. I do not put these in order of my favorite to least favorite because then they'd all be at the bottom uh um, well, i don't know is is the one does the one make sense when i don't know commander's his title is that his first name do we know that for sure i'm kidding that is totally his title how oh, man <laughs> not canon uh, it's i think his first name is mark mark <laughs> mark zavala oh zavala. man mark cerny zavala what no <laughs> <laughs> So the first the first one that we know of is actually a warlord, um, and that is Satan. Satan, Catan, Catan, Satan, whatever, whatever. Yeah. The, the Satan, Titan, Satan, the Titan. I like that. Need more citrus. Actually. I like that one. <laughs> Satan the Titan, um, who is actually he was a warlord of a. Uh, I guess I, I'm almost wanting to say that might be a small mountain range, but Satan's Ridge. And he's dead, by the way. Yeah. If if that's not obvious, uh, he he Boy, was killed. Layers. He was killed uh, by the Dark Horse Fellwinter when he refused to bend a knee to the Lords of Iron. Um, and the interesting, and little tr- told him he wouldn't kill him. Right. And that was that was the lie. Oh God! I wish. I I really want to know what that lie is like i really i I still think the lie is connected to rasputin um but he wasn't the lord that had anything to do with them though Fellwinter. well Fellwinter and teamer teamer was the one who had like the obsession with them Fellwinter just probably used them 
Well, I thought, wasn't Felwinter the one that was supposedly communicating with Rasputin? Felwinter had to, to, the way I've always read it, had an obsession or thought of like what he was or what he was linked to. Mm-hmm. And he always did think that it was towards a war mind or something of that ilk. Yes. Uh, that's at least the way I've always interpreted it. And then Timur was the one that had was, actually he was obsessed with everybody. Oh, yeah, he he was obsessed with every little thing he could find pertaining to uh, the Golden Age and the collapse. It seemed like that was his whole thing. Yeah, as soon as he introduced us to Clovis Bray out in the dead zone, it's just like you're crazy enough to be out here to know it. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to know what that number etched in your skin means? Yes. Oh God, that's still one of my favorite freaking lines. Out of I the just whole I love that entire scene because Teamer's like while oh. he's talking, he's like storm trance. <laughs> Well, kill all the it, things kill all the things <laughs> it, it's this 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 quiet back and forth and then all of a sudden you get this this retrospective of timur where he just like lashes out and it's like <laughs> this this thing where he he has a lash that he calls himself and it's just this this give and take he's this whip like you pull mm. back and then all of a sudden he just snaps uh, and I love that even with some of the stuff that you start reading with, uh, I'm completely off topic, um, where you start reading about like confluence too. And he's the oh, same yeah. way. Like they, they both have this, this whole idea, uh, of like this, this whip mechanic behind him. But yeah, no, I had fell winter was the one back on topic that, uh, as you, you kind of pointed out here. Yeah. He tried to communicate with a war mind, uh, and then Rasputin was the one. Yeah, and he said, and I think the thing the thing that makes me think that Felwinter's lie was Rasputin. He said it set, and this is from the Dormant Siva Iron Lords two point six. Uh, he says he said he could make it understand, tell it we meant no harm, and then Rasputin didn't answer with words. And so I think that to me, that's kind of where I kind of connect the dots on Felwinter's lie. It also that could be that the Siva that was during the Siva crisis with the Iron Lords the first time, though. Right, 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 right. And I mean, his lie could also have been that he he designed a sniper rifle to look like a shotgun. So, you know, yeah, or Mylan was right about it the whole time. And he actually is a Titan. Yeah, because that's actually the trivia I was going to say is Satan the Titan or what is it? Titan the Titan, Titan the Titan was actually killed by Felwinter because he took a shoulder charge to the face and then he was force choked but like he oh my gosh and and <laughs> Felwinter even called it out he's like yeah Yolder taught me that trick <laughs> I was like mm-hmm. well that puts a lot of confusion on what classes are capable of doing yeah um, because we didn't start wondering about cross class oh abilities at all geez, from that yeah, one no, card not at all <laughs> Uh, yes please the next one is mark what was what's the name that we decided in chat marcus zavalas yes mark cerny zavala yes yeah (laughs) commander zavala um and the reason the reason why i would argue this is a tight here he's a titan is i mean he's we have to argue this i I don't know i always feel like i have to because everyone's like everyone's like oh well i guess i guess i guess yeah i I forgot okay i forgot about the destiny 2 cinematic okay I will stomach a lot of conjecture, sir, but I will not argue over whether Titan. I just saw Fist of Havoc in the D two trailers. Of he cheated though. He he used striker. multiple Fist of Havoc. 
I don't know. Oh, God. That's know that's a, that's not that's actually the next that's the next big bullet point that I'm going to talk about <laughs> is like the transition because there's there's there I'm I'm curious to hear Beard's thoughts on that one actually because yeah. Um so next one let's just gloss over my ignoring of certain movies and go to Holborn. Uh Holborn is actually the commander of Holborn's host. And the, that is the host is what was identified as the city's hand on Mars. Um, and this is actually Holborn is kind of he kind of just comes out and says it on the striker's mark. It's what we do. It's as natural as breathing. I, I don't really know what other defense I need to offer on Holborn on other than that mm, one. No, um, apparently what he does is not reading a map, though. Oh God, no! Yeah, it's no. got lost. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Do we? Do we know mm-hmm. if he is still around? Or the, uh, actually, there is a card that talks. I think it is one of the recent arena cards that talks about him. Uh, and if not that, I think it's uh, Cade brings him up. I would have to look again. Uh, I, but I, I do w- recall that he's around. Yeah. Okay. Because I wanted to say that he was. I just couldn't remember off when I was putting the the rundown together. I was like, I swear he was, but I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't remember. Oh, shoot! Now I think I remember. Hang on. Because <laughs> I know that that he's on fleet base fleet base chorus. Yeah. But that was just talking about how he discovered it in association. Right. Phobos. Mean Phobos? Yes, that one. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm exhausted. Leave me alone. Yeah. You sure it wasn't Demos? Demos? No, that's a different. Well, okay. he was. I'm just messing dis- with you now. I hate he you. He discovered Phobos, the fleet based chorus on Phobos. Um, he was discovered by Holborn's host in association, in association with Lord Shacks and a Red Jack fire team. Yeah, I'm not seeing. I know this is going to bother me because I almost feel like there's there's something missing from what we have listed. Yeah, I could have swore that it was something Kate had said. I don't think it's something easy to find. If that's the case, I okay. know there's the one about um, what is it about Rasputin where he is talking about them, but I could have. I think that was Ghost Fragment Rasputin. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to say which I do have pulled up too, but it wasn't that was. That was something recent, and I could just be making it up because that would be my brain. Uh, <laughs> well, we we have we don't have a confirmed I... we don't have a confirmed death for Holborn. Yeah, at least let's just put it that way. So it's unknown. Um, yeah. I tried. Yeah, hey, that's all we can do. Uh, that brings us to Kabir the Legionless, which we've kind of already talked about. Uh, this was he's he's <laughs> we don't know. He's kind of stuck in a little shield thing. So, but then it also sounds like his body is still wandering around. So, you know, the zombie zombie. I mean, if you really want to pull from it, just look between the parts of the shield. They look like arc energy. Mm-hmm. There you go. But that's really pulling. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. He, he put his, he put his arc. <laughs> 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 he put his oh, spark Lord. spark of <laughs> he's See, a trans he's a transformer um, yeah, there we go give me the old spark the old, the old spark, spark. 
Oh my god! Take me, Yuri I've actually driven Justin to to sigh at this one. Grimlock hate this joke. <laughs> uh, and that that then brings us to Lady Yolder, who was a lady of iron. Um, mm. She's dead. She blew herself up. And but though In it the is best way possible from the other side. <laughs> Sorry, that's wheels. <laughs> no, we did. We did have looking. to. We had to. We had to. Yeah, she and she knew it too. Um, mm-hmm. We had to fight her in as a Siva remnant uh, when we actually did finally completely destroy the replication chamber. Um, she it was her. Was it? Yolder, Gellion, and Felwinter. Mm-hmm. So, did anyone else feel like they like they were putting down Old Yeller when when you had to play no. that mission? It was like I see him hanging here. I know what they're gonna. <laughs> it's, I walked in and I was like, mm, "This is gonna, yeah, this is gonna not gonna be fun." That. that looks a lot bigger than she can. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, and of course, it's made worse by the fact that you hand the helmet back to oh. uh, Saladin. Yeah. So, and, and you know, normal size. Yeah, that was really Justin. You you do draw very odd connections between things, but yes, <laughs> I still think that there was something between Yolder and Shat or and uh, Saladin. Saladin. Yeah. Oh, Saladin. old Yolder, old Yolder. You got to put her. Down. Oh, oh. God. All right, moving on. Wait, with hang on. So we have to put her oh, down with God. the just lies. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that brings us to Lord Shax, who's our crucible handler, and uh, he's alive, and he's still kicking. He stole Ray's li- Ray's lighter from us, right? Sure. <laughs> he's like, that's mine. I'm going to show you how to use a sword. <laughs> I will take this, Guardian. Uh, uh. Which brings us to <laughs> to the one who shall not be named, <laughs> Rezal <laughs> Azir. Um. So yeah, this this guy he was a risen leader during the Dark Ages and early City Ages. Um, he's dead. He was killed by this other guy named Shin Malfer after he kind of went through a a dark phase of his life and came came out of the shadow of being known as Dredgenor. And where was he it? Where was it? A lot that, of goth music. Yeah, I was about to say, Justin. Where was it that he got his new uh, outfit from? Do you remember? <laughs> what was it? Can't... Wasn't that Mel? Wasn't it Mel that was? Yeah. Oh, hot topic. Uh, hot That's topic. right. <laughs> yeah. Because he became a shadow of your stupid. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and then that wow. Bring, that brings us. Oh, they they killed me when they first uh, did yeah, that one. Took me back for that one. Um. Like, that brings us to Vel Tarlo, who was a Pilgrim Guard member. He was also a member of the Crota Fire team who who didn't he didn't so as we probably can all surmise there, he didn't he's not still around. He's kinda gone. Um his killer was actually the Dark Blade, who is the character that we all know from the the Shadow Cell strike, I yeah, believe is Al, the one. Sunless Cells. Yeah. Sunless Cell, thank you. Al, his name's I combine I combined Shadow Thief and Sunless Cell. Um, so yes, Al. starting to think of that strike, and that would terrify me. Anyway, oh god, yeah, 
now that now, <laughs> no. anyways uh vel found out that there is there is there is actually a number of thrall that is critical mass um they they only look harmless when they're in small packs but when you they when they get together they're like rabid lemmings unless um, they're on a bone bridge in which case charge your super mhm mhm this or is or have sleeper rounds handy yeah. <laughs> and then finally <laughs> one of one of the favorite strikers out there is waning <laughs> so waning was a warrior in the great disaster uh who was actually killed i actually have a question on this one though because we believe that she was killed by crota himself however the only the only reason that we think that is because a uh, wizard showed Ariana three that sh- that waning was being killed. There is a possibility that this was a trick. So I, I I'm not going to argue that she's dead. I think she, I mean, she's definitely dead, but I don't know if she's, she was actually killed personally by Crota is the only, the only thing that I have there. I don't know. What and that's guys a think constant, that that's a constant, uh, battle because when you start listening, at least in my mind, on like saying if it was Crota or one of the other knights that Crota had under his command, because if you listen to what Tolan says, he calls every single blade of Crota Crota. Oh and yeah, that's 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 true. that's the only other comparison that I've always kind of drawn from. Like was was Crota effectively on that field or did they just have all of those blades of Crota available? Uh, I I still contend that to take out thousands of guardians at one shot and within one swing, it would have to be somebody fairly powerful. And Crota would be the only one that would necessarily fit that bill like to a T. Uh, but he does have so many knights under his command that he's allowed to to build up. That his hive is effectively built so so much over the the generations, over the thousands of or at least hundreds of years underneath the moon. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a good point too. I, I completely didn't even think about the fact that the the blades were actually referred to as, but the as it, members of Crota. The wording doesn't say on a blade of Crota. It says on Crota's blade. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's that's the reason why I I question it is because the wizard was in in the process of being tortured by Ariana, yeah. mm-hmm. and I can see. I could I could see that being a kind of way for the wizard to kind of fight back is oh you you're concerned about this person and you know to not not to kind of play on the words but to twist the blade in Ariana and kind of mm. corrupt her a little bit is manufacture oh no, the the but, need but for well, revenge. Crota's also the one that had the hand of Crota, the eye of Crota right. or the whatever it was. So the blade of Crota could have literally been a, a knight just deemed blade of crota yeah i i just That's, like to think of it as is waning was that person on the battlefield that was going to make the beeline for the biggest baddest sucker <laughs> that well, was yeah, there yeah yeah that kind of yes. does kind of fit <laughs> That's you know, that's exactly how I'd like to think she died. Like she <laughs> yeah. was that bad that she wanted to do that. Well, you know, it's it's like the the trope from any big battle scene in a movie when you've mm-hmm. got the protagonist sword fighting somewhere, and all of a sudden there's a big bad dude, and he's like, yes. "I'm gonna walk past so many fighting people now." To get to you. 
and you just kind of walk in every now and then they'll parry. And and if you're Rambo, you never miss a bullet. You never do. And you shoot from the hip. Just like me. I always think of waning of the person that's sitting there. It's like, hold my drink. And then just takes off. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Excuse me. Hey, that anomaly. Anomaly. I'm totally good. My shoes. Hold my drink in my shoes. I'm going to slap somebody. Oh, no. No, no, no. She doesn't know. She's got boots. Take off her shoes. She's got boots. And they're made for walking. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking my, about. My favorite, my favorite thing with Wei Ning is the entire grimoire card of the anomaly. Mm-hmm. Where she punches it. <laughs> then a warse head drops on her. <laughs> no, exactly. My favorite thing later. is the waning hug. Oh, God, yes. What's oh. that from? Waning hug me. <laughs> yeah, waning hug me. Yeah. She so. sounds like a good friend. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why Ariana 3 would, uh, you know, all, either there was, like, we know there's a couple other love interests that are in the Grimoire. Is there mm-hmm. something else that existed between Ariana 3 and Wei Ning? Right. Of course, we're never going to necessarily get an answer to that. We can only assume. Right. But the biggest thing that I, at least I, like you had mentioned, Jay, the idea basically that, yes, waning is that foremost on Ariana's mind. And that's the entire reason that Ariana effectively takes the Crota fire team, finds Tolan and goes in there to go after Crota. Like she is the reason. So obviously the wizard can kind of find this out because both of these things, like a Vulcan mind meld are sitting back and forth, understanding each other's thoughts. So that's to me what has always been twisted in that regard. Right. And because we know, because we know that, uh, I think because that was the card where the wizard was telepathically speaking, right? Wasn't that mm-hmm. it was talking in their head or in their head or something? Right. Um, so, I mean, like we know that there was a connection telepathically between the two. That's why that's why I even bring it up is because I can totally see that being a wizard being like, you know what? I'm going to die anyways. I'm going to make I'm, I'm like this is the last thing, you know, kind of I have nothing left to lose. I'm going to I'm going to kind of make this blade twist inside you. Um, right. I can do totally know, see that. Do we know of the hive lying though? Or do they just twist mm. the truth? Because you, if you look at lie, if you look at Savathun, Savathun is cunning. And mm-hmm. that would at least to me translate that she has to use an element of either exaggeration or an element of being able to twist the ideas and lies behind it which then uh, ties back into the blades of crota right and and even then like they they each kind of lie to the if the i guess i'll take this this scene because it sits foremost in my mind for some reason if you look at the three sisters uh talking to each other in uh or, or uh oryx throne or yeah. oryx throne world at that point what happens Oryx kills uh, Zivu Arath first, slices off her head, and then from there, Savathun is waiting to go ahead and stab Oryx uh, after she basically says, you know, go ahead and kill me, and you'll gain the cunning of killing something like me. What does Oryx do? Just turns around and whips off her head, too. <laughs> so it's this... It's this idea that, yeah, they've got to be... They at least have to be cunning against each other. They have to be... Uh, I, I would say at least exaggeration. A full out lie, we don't necessarily know, but I would figure there would be 
some method there to at least twist the truth in some way to really get under people's skin. Well, the most effective lies are ones that have seeds of truth within them. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And then right. just like legends and everything else, which these books are full of lies. What? Right. Right. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Graffiti time. Graffiti time. <laughs> what if, okay, so here's, here's a fun little train of thought to go down. Mm-hmm. What if the wizard that um, Ariana encountered actually kind of set her up to go into that rage specifically oh yeah and that's that's why that's why i think that there's a possibility that the wizard was doing that because because the thing is is like well again the wizard i'm I'm just trying and this is all assumption i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say this is what's in there but you kind i mean again wizard is connected mentally with ariana there is a telepathic telepathic bond there the wizard when you're getting tortured in the way that way or that Ariana was doing this torturing, I mean, like even her ghost was uncomfortable with what she was doing. Um, and like the wizard knew that it was going to die. And so the best way to do that is either to twist the blade and like to make it hurt as much as possible. Or yeah, you're right. What if it could get that, get this silly guardian to actually go up against its God it's like what better way to get revenge than to okay I'm I'm not going to be able to kill you but I know someone who can and I'm going to get it I'm going to kind of situate it in a way that you set yourself up to die and also remember wizards are they they're always kind of not necessarily in allegiance with Savathun but that's the the form that Savathun took is that that mother morph the wizard is kind of in that vein as well. They use the cunning. They use the the manipulation. That's one of their big weapons. So I totally, I I totally think that's viable. I'm gonna say, but that's the problem. We don't. Right, and again, yeah. it's all assumption, obviously, right. in that respect. But you would figure that something that doesn't necessarily have great strength, but has these different abilities, would want to use those to its full extent. So to me, yes, I would figure that the the ideas of twisting the mind or altering it or how it would handle, yeah, I think that would be well and truly within how a, a wizard on the field would act. Wizard's first rule. Realm at all. Wizard's yeah. first rule. People are stupid. <laughs> yeah. Don't I, I think what? I think the I think the wizard showed it. <laughs> to her for for that reason for exactly that reason i just think it actually happened that way well and i mean and that's entirely true too i mean that that could be entirely the case is that it showed it to it showed her what was actually happening with the hope that it would do and i mean mm-hmm. but i i do think that was the conclusion that the wizard was going for yeah well and i and think that's the end to to go along with that and i guess on a tactical sense what benefit would the would the wizard have in displaying who and what crota looked like when he may have not even been on the field that's the that's the other side of the coin i guess you could kind of look at like why would it show ariana who the leader actually is oh, i guess it's the only true. other uh, yeah, but that's that ariana know that back in well but also that plays back into the the sword logic paradigm of right yeah this is this is our 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 God, here he is. Mm. If if you can defeat him, then you know you'll be our God. Then, mm-hmm. but uh, we're not scared to divulge who he is. I don't think that would ever enter into the thought. 
Well, but Ariana was Earth. part of the original group that fought Crota mm-hmm. well, on but, the moon beforehand, wasn't but she? But they didn't. But they wasn't beforehand. The, the yeah, that wasn't. This happened before the that. Crota. The Crota's fire team happened after because they no, had no, no. to. She was the reason why she formed the fire team was because she Wei lost Ning. Wei Ning. Yes, because Wei Ning was part of her fire team, most yes. likely something else on top of that on Mare uh, Imbrium. Right. During the main battle. Right. So she might have already known of what Crota looked like from that battle, but may not have known that Crota was the one to take out Wei Ning. Right. And that's and that's I mean, again, that I think goes into the the part that we're we're kind of all butting heads against or not butting mm-hmm. heads against each other, but butting heads against the assumptions because we don't know if Crota was actually there. You know, Crota kind of he he kind of i mean he was he there was he not there i mean we have we have you know this legend of him walking amongst the battlefield swinging his sword but you know beard has a really good point he, he, you know the blades of crota were known as crota like they were the blades of crota the, all the disciples of crota were known as crota like you know so it's is how much of that is the legends of the city kind of being expanded to kind of encourage people not to go to the moon at that point how much well, of it is other, actually true? It's the other side of that too is looking at the uh, at the sisters as a whole as well, because if you look at uh, Oryx, Oryx generally didn't uh, didn't get involved in a lot of battle per se. He would talk with leadership. He would take when he was needed to, but he didn't necessarily engage too much. Especially if we end up taking the echoes to be a portion mm. of his power that he could generate out onto the field. But then you end up looking at Zavu Arath. Zavu was the one that was on the battlefield. She was the warbringer. She was standing on the front line. And the only other one would be Sabathun, and she always was behind the scenes. When I look at Crota, I tend to think that it's a mix between both Oryx and Zavu Arath. Right. And I would definitely say that Crota would take a more upfront approach i i still get that <laughs> feeling that he would be there doing so he was a little I, bit of a was, blunt instrument wasn't he well yes but, yes well you could say he was a very sharp instrument because his blade <laughs> never dulled anyway um just i the, like how i can hear you push your glasses up during that video <laughs> oh yes yeah. I, I also made a reddit post about it and you can find so, it at www <laughs> uh, I think if you read the the first couple lines from the first Crota fire team card, it says that Mare Embryum, a host of thousands of guardians, came united to retake the moon and were mercilessly slaughtered by the seemingly invincible Crota and his army of knights. Boom. So I I think you could probably say with just like maybe a 99.9% amount of certainty Crota was there. Whether or not he actually was the one who killed Waining, I'd say isn't isn't right, accurate. Right. So yeah, wow, we we really went on a Crota tan- tangent there. That's so easy to do. I, don't, yeah. don't even try to hide yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I like and I mean, and that kind of. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very partial too. And so let's Talk. evolve from the evolutions. Hang on, we were talking about Titans? <laughs> Real quick, let's crotate back to the... Oh, back to the, Yes. Ow. Back to the issue at hand, which is oh. the Striker Titan. 
It's just I think I'm just going to fist a havoc right back into the Titans. <laughs> okay, there we go. While we deal with the aftermath of that pun. <laughs> I'm just going to fisk a head desk. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best thing before Listen, I start throwing some Green, hammers. I know you are prone to being headstrong, okay? And Blue is somewhat of a juggernaut of the lore. But could we please? Could somebody get me out of this glass house? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And once again, the Eternal Warrior comes to my stage. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can't talk anymore. You guys, Lore. <laughs> I'm just stunned how many you just pulled out of here. Quick fire, baby. Quick fire. I didn't even have Bungie Armory pulled up. <laughs> yeah, don't know. Oh, God. God. Anyways, Destiny 2. I think, I think we're just on a feedback fence at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> no. I'm done. <laughs> Post I show. will mother Post you too. I will mother you too. <laughs> oh man! Okay. So D2. the ev- <laughs> the evolution into Destiny Two. Um, here's here's the question that I have. Uh, and Mylan Mylan actually makes the point of this as well. The lore in Destiny One always talks about the su- the Fist of Havoc as a single burst <laughs> yet in destiny mm-hmm. 2 in the movie that i conveniently forgot about earlier we do see a rolling wave of thunder if you want to call it that in zavala's manifestation of a roaming super so we what what i i guess stepping past the fourth wall a little bit here what is what is your guys' thoughts? Are we looking at kind of a soft retcon on that particular piece? Like reconciling it with the lore? Yeah. Guys? Because, I mean, the thing is, is like, if you look at the quest for the Striker, if you look at the quest even for the, the Legend of the Titan and a lot of the items about Strikers, they've all explained, they've all been described in singular like in the singular context well they're, and, they're the lightning strike that's right. the whole point well and i mean like but like you have the quotes from Cade, who are he was talking about you know get out of the way of the strike like it only hits once but it hits very powerfully uh you have the the quotes about um how it's a single discharge right whereas then in destiny 2 we have a roaming super which is not a single discharge, right? I think. I mean, you can still do a singular discharge, can't you? Isn't that one well, of yeah, the yeah? If you just branches? wanted to like, wait, I haven't seen all the branches. Um. um well, I guess uh, that, that I, is true. That's true. I guess, but yeah, okay. Keep going. As far as the multi-discharge uh, type thing, I think they're they're adapting. They're learning. One of the things. Yeah. Well, the I, other I, two subclasses for arc are sustained subclasses. Stormcaller and Blade Dancer both subst- sustain their power over a longer yeah. period of time. Yes, the strikes are a little bit less deadly in some respects because they're not nearly as big, but they're more focused. They're so, roaming supers. Right. But I'm thinking as far as like lore-wise, they're able to focus and manipulate it to release little by little instead of just everything all at once. Well, it makes sense that in your use and honing of a craft, 
that you get more efficient in your use of it. So it makes sense that a gunslinger, um, the more he used his golden gun and the more he honed his usage of the light, would be able to squeeze a couple more shots out of his golden gun. It makes sense that a Titan would be able to figure out how to how to, you know, not not spend all of that super energy in one fist of havoc um, discharge, but rather be able to spread it out over a couple. So, I mean, this, uh, if you want to reconcile it with the lore, I think you can chalk it up to practice. Well, and see, here's here. And, and I, I hear what you're saying. I do. There's one small problem. Yes. When you see it in the movie for Zavala, he's doing a roaming super before the, at, at the time that the city was being constructed. Well, he's special. No, but I mean, what I'm saying is this, the presentation. Those are, cuts. those are cuts too. I mean, that, that wasn't necessarily. No, he did. Time, he did. Yeah. He, there was, there was an instance uh, where he, he did two supers back to back. He did two fist of havocs back to back. Well, there you go. We, we learned it from Zavala. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the here's thing- something. Here's another question, and I don't know if you would know this, Blue, or if somebody in chat might know this. I did ask a little bit. Did somebody mention the ritual? Did the ritual change? Did the animation change at all for the roaming super versus the single smash? No, it's just faster. Yeah, it's just, it's just sped up just a little bit. Uh, I it it seemed like it was still the. Uh, it was still like the two fists coming down, pow. Uh, that still seemed like it existed. So, because yeah, I mean, Green. I again, I, I understand, and I and I'm, I'm, I'm there. Like I'm, I'm standing right there. But the thing that bugs me, and this is just me being a little bit nitpicky, is the fact that in the presentation of the of Zavala's background story, right? That, that scene where he's fighting the fallen inside the city with, you know, Shax and the other unknown guardian. Um, he does, he, he has that roaming super and it's just the problem that I have with that is that if that's the case and if it's, if it's ultimately the case that, you know, we're looking at like a Marvel retcon or like a soft retcon and kind of just like reconfiguring because they want to change the game mechanics a little bit, that's, that's fine. But I'm just trying to, and you know, we just don't know, obviously that's what kind of brings it to an interesting point where I want to hear everyone's thoughts. Um, but I'm just curious, like, is there, is there a way to reconcile the quotes that we have in grimoire right now where it's kind of, because to me, it doesn't seem like there is. In Grimoire, no. Uh, I'm sorry, Green, if you, if you have the same. No, go ahead. No worries. It's just that Dark Ghost brought up something that, and I know Justin was kind of talking about it too with him in chat, that Ikora did use two Nova Bombs back-to-back in one of the cinematics as well. And right, so but, as, but was that, Grim, that was, that was Grim, current. That was present, present day. It is present day, but is that something that, we know that the new subclass can do. Is that one of the things in the? In it the is new in voice? the upgrade point system. I will at least say that. Uh, whether they ex- intend to expand that system, of course, we don't know. We also don't know what the full balance point is. But if we're taking that especially to mean anything, uh, one, I don't think in 
the grimoire we have anything that is going to be able to explain away two fist of havocs so at least to me personally i could just end my point there but and i'm gonna compare this to something really stupid uh you you could either compare this to dragon ball or naruto take your pick and go with key it's Mm. more of a balance of utilizing your powers a little bit further uh being able to thank you green because that (laughs) wouldn't make me giggle when i read that at all um um, i i think uh for those who don't see it she put kamehameha in in chat um but for the the way that it would kind of uh stand a reason to me you're using that power and focus in a different mannerism so how can we explain that point look at stormcaller again Ikora has the the wherewithal to understand that we are ready to try to assume the form of the lightning, that we are ready to basically take on that idea. But it creates this idea of balance, and we need that idea of balance. The same is effectively true within the thoughts and ideas of Key, uh, where you uh, to for Naruto and Sasuke to basically go ahead and climb the tree, they have to understand how to go ahead and put chakra to their feet and not put too much pressure on it that it breaks the wood, but too little that they can't climb it. That same kind of idea. So they need to understand the ideas of balance. Uh, And what I could see there was something like two Nova Bombs. The Nova Bomb itself that I did see Ikora throw the first time has always seemed weird to me as being something smaller and then you end up seeing the ones, of course, for a fist of havoc, and again, they're smaller. Yeah, so I think there's actually already an explanation for this built into to the first iteration of this game, oh, and okay. and that is the concept of a subclass tree. You start out with nothing, really. You don't even have a grenade or a melee. Um. All all you have is this subclass that you're, you know, that you show some limited proclivity in. As you practice, as you practice the subclass and as you gain XP in the game, you open up nodes in the subclass and and more finely hone your skills. Um, You get a jump ability. Then you get a modifier to this jump ability. Then you can modify it, you know, further. You get a grenade, then you unlock another grenade, then you can modify your usage of the light a little further that way. You you keep going, and I think we we look at the subclass tree wrong. We look at it as being the whole tree there, because that's what we see. We see them; they're just not they're just not filled out. They're just grayed out, you know, subclass tree nodes. But think about it more in in a terms in the terms of character progression. Think about none of that's there. And you're honing your usage of the light and gaining these skills as you go. It now I don't know how far the events of the end of D one and and you know and the beginning of D two are from one another, but you can kind of even though there's there are not nodes to explain that away, that doesn't that doesn't make it a red herring. I mean, it's if you do anything over and over and over and over and over again. You're you're going to find more efficient ways to do it. You're going to find variations on the ways you're already doing it. Um, and I think just the fact that when you when you do the multiple fist of havocs, they're slightly smaller, and that's not for lore reason that they're slightly smaller. That's for a game mechanic reason. It would be a nightmare 
if you ran around with like three full size fists of havocs, I mean, you'd break the game. But you can actually kind of explain that away in the lore by saying, you know, you're utilizing roughly the same amount of light. So if you do three of them, they're going to be smaller, you know, lesser in magnitude. So, I mean, I think all of the explanation for, for these varied supers, I think it's there. I just think, um, you know, I, I just think uh, it's not spelled out. And as far as Zavala using his multiple fists in the video, which Blue's absolutely right, it's before the city. Um, you know, it's, it's in the fledgling days of the city. So he has, you know, it's not like it's present day. Um, but we, we haven't seen Zavala use his super um in destiny it, one yet so we don't know how he uses it he you know can i make just, a tiny correction uh yeah go right ahead it's when he uses that super the city is built it's during one of the major battles at the beginning of the city yes but there yes. are actual buildings there so yeah what, not, I, what i'm meaning is it's very early on it's not it's not i don't think it's uh well it's and that's my contention to the age with the tower and all that but that's just yeah I'm going to say that's my contention with like the, the time we don't know necessarily about the time period. And that's where, you know, my, my point would be on that focus and how long it would take to focus. But I know blues had a point here the whole time. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. I was, I was just going to go. I mean, like, I know, I know this is me splitting hairs. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm fully aware of that, but to me, it's just one of those things that it's, that's what i noticed and i was like you know and and i agree i agree we don't know the time i mean yes technically the city's kind of on fire so it could be something that you know is happening some except i would argue it's not because it's fallen not cabal that they're fighting but um you know i i I definitely green i'm on i'm kind of on board with that i i kind of see that as during the 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 twilight gap the that type of okay. not not necessarily that era but like around that general time okay, we dare not so, say that that's battle of six fronts no, no i don't i don't no, i don't no, think so no. the city's way too say. developed for that well yeah. even then i mean i just watched the cinematic just now while you guys were where t- justin was talking about it and they have the city fight with the city on fire and then you see zavala putting the bricks up for the wall yeah. And right. everybody else putting up the bricks after the battle scene. Oh, so, so it would it, be even before. Yeah. Okay, yes. That's, so because it's after it's after he walks up. Not. Ah, so, so it was after it was after he walked into the camp, right? With yeah, the speaker. I was oh, yeah, just reading after. it as being just a little bit more advanced of when they were just, uh, you know, a camp. They okay. they kind of built up a little bit more than that, but not quite to where we had walls in the tower and. Okay. All the good stuff. Okay. Right. Well, and I mean, realize. No, go for it. Go for it. Well, it's like they didn't necessarily realize they had a huge amount of threat with the fallen coming towards the city at the point in time when the city right. was first beginning because it was just a settlement underneath the traveler yeah. and the speaker and all the the people coming in from the wilds. They just kept building the city up. It's just how a natural city begins to build mm-hmm. up, and mm-hmm. so they didn't realize they needed the fortifications because they never had a huge force of fallen attack them because they were never important enough because they were never big enough. And so Mm -hmm. once the city developed into an actual sizable force, of course the fallen decide they're going to try to loot and 
take over the city or kill or whatever their motivations were. And then we get the wall afterwards because they realize, hey, we have to protect ourselves. Right. And I guess yeah. and here's here's the the bone that I have to pick with that entire presentation um, is. Zavala has that knowledge and, and Justin, you're completely correct. Zavala could have that ability the entire time. My only problem with that is that Zavala is the one that's teaching all the new guardians. He's the one that's responsible for teaching all the guardians how to do stuff. So if he had that capability, and this is this is entirely lore, so this is ignoring the game restrictions that I'm sh- that I'm a hundred percent sure why we don't have the roaming super in Destiny One. Um, you know, so ignoring that just from a story perspective. You know what? What is the explanation there? And I think you're you're on to the right path because I agree with your analysis of the skill tree. Um, if you look at the skill tree, you he, you see that you know the striker titans follow certain codices, or actually the titans follow certain codices uh, as far as training. You you have the paths for the hunters, and I think the schools. I think for warlocks, codex, um, codex, yeah. Is it codex for warlocks? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, it's I thought it was I thought it was uh, uh orders. Orders. Uh, orders. Sorry. Orders. orders, yeah, it's orders. Orders or spirits or something. It was like it was something yeah. it was something else. Because the codexes are the Titans, because they're that's the joke yeah, that yeah. um mm-hmm. the postmaster has. Books are too heavy. Um <laughs> the Titan books are too heavy for him. And then the warlock the warlock books are floating or something. Floating. Like they kept they, they kept trying to float away. Um yeah. So just don't read books. <laughs> well, you know, we don't we don't give them to other people is the thing. <laughs> but um, you keep the, them under the rocks you live under. Hey, yep, oh. exactly. We, um, but I mean, so there's there's the there's there is the built-in knowledge, and I mean, we've talked about the manifestation of supers as kind of like more of a summoner's capabilities. You know, you change the you can't change the ritual, you change the manifestation. Um, and you kind of see that with the, you know, with especially the arc strider. Um, and I, I, I want to say a little bit in the gun, the golden gun, from what I remember in the beta, the animation was a little bit different, which I mean, it would make sense with the golden gun because you don't really change the, you don't change the manifestation really that much. You change it just a little bit. So if you change the animation just a little bit. You know, it's again, you then your Sentinel Titan, you have a different different paradigm going on here. And we've we've talked about that a lot. Um and so like if it was if it was just if it was just that we have a new super going forward, I am completely a hundred percent okay. Like because a paradigm shift, a manifestation shift, that's all easily explained. But it's the it's the it's the fact that there's that clip that Zavala is in the past doing this this new super. That's that's the part that's just constantly tripping me up, you know. Um, and yeah, chat chats on the same thing. It's you know it could be a focus thing, like Beard. What you were saying is just the the power of or the control really because we have. I think we I would argue that we have the power. We just might not have the control necessarily. Well. And to interject a little further with that, bringing up Golden Gun, the whole idea going from three shots, uh, three shots to six, mm-hmm. and the lower time that you have in the super, 
or being able to, at least from what I've seen with the upgrade points, the same idea, going back to a three-shot idea. Is it going to be that the shots are more powerful? Are you spreading them out over a little bit more, but using more of your power in that respect? Right, right. Uh, You could argue that factor, I guess, but we won't know what they what they necessarily want in the game or what they want to constitute as canon just yet until we get the full game, obvious. Right. No. And, 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 and I think that goes into what just, I think Justin was kind of saying about, we use the same amount of the light. It's just how we use it, which I am again, I'm a hundred percent. Okay. With that. It's, it's literally the one clip that just completely trips yeah. me up. How did yeah. how do you get to Carnegie hall blue? I don't know. Practice. Practice. <laughs> I don't want to go to Carnegie Hall. Well, if you were a famous <laughs> pianist, you maybe if you were a better Otto. Titan Blue. Yeah, if you were a pianist instead of a Titan, you'd <laughs> want to go to Carnegie Hall. That came out really wrong. <laughs> I realized what you said. Pianist. <laughs> no, I, I knew that was on the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys want to run to the dispatches. We actually have a couple good ones. Yes, Captain. Mm-hmm. All right. Sweet. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Oh, God. Dispatches from the wilds. All right. So we actually have we have two two of Ju- Justin's favorites, and then the last one. I'm Justin. I'm just going to. Uh, totally let you read that one just simply i I included it not because just because the name i'm like i i don't even care i don't even care what you have to say you're getting included in this one but the the first one is a millimeter mate you guys are jumping all over it i can't read it uh millimeter mason millimeter mason um i know all the cursors concrete on that one um (laughs) And he's, he sent in and he said, hey, hey, Focus Fire crew, I've been listening for a while, so I figured it's about time to write in. Recently, my girlfriend lost a bet to me over a best of two out of three bowling match. Good job. My bet against her was three solid hours on Destiny. I started her out on my Titan. She hadn't played a video game since the PS2 was in its prime and never played a shooter. So I threw her neck deep in the level four Cosmodrome patrol on the lo- <laughs> to get a feel for the game. With the help of Dark Drinker for the third-person camera, she got the hang of it fairly quickly. I let her try out all the Titan subclasses and then stuck her on my Hunter with high hopes that she would join me in the Master Class. <laughs> About 15 minutes later, she was back on the Titan, smashing, punching, and slashing her way through the Cosmodrome. I never would have guessed my girlfriend to be a Striker Titan. Three hours turned into five, and now my Titan is purple, has seen more love than it's seen in months. We are also now in the process of saving up for another PS4. It's slow going, but hopefully we'll be kicking Carrie's ass together by the end of year one, or (laughs) will it be year four? Anyways, love the show. Your shenanigans can light up any dark day. Keep it up. Millimeter Mason, PS4, Hunter Masterclass. (laughs) And chat. (laughs) Oh my god. This is, this story is proof positive. That you never really do know someone. <laughs> I just love the Sorry, fact that his Titan is now purple. Yeah. yeah. As it should be. I love these stories. I love these stories. Uh, of just people, just families or, or boyfriend and girlfriend and I just father love the fact and son. That and it went just, from bowling to figuring out that yeah. 
your loved one has going to potentially punch you in the face. Yeah. I, I just want to know what would have happened. I, I was like, I was about to say, I don't know why Destiny was involved in that story yet, actually. Yeah. This bowling kind of, <laughs> bowling kind of. What would have happened? Would it, would it have been a Twilight Marathon if, uh, oh, no. going to happen? No. So, no. Why, <laughs> no. Why did we do that? Why was that brought up? Oh, I'm God. Dang. I want to know what the stakes were. <laughs> uh, got to write back in. Okay, milli- yeah, gotta, millimeter Mason, you got to write back in and tell us what us you know. would have had to do. Oh, yeah, God. Hit me up on Twitter. Yeah, there you uh, go. Hit Justin up on Twitter. Uh, if, you, if you really want to get Justin, just just send him a friend request over on Facebook. Oh, yeah, because I accept all those silent scenes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want, Green, do you oh, want to take the next you. one? <laughs> Sure. So it's from my fellow Coloradoan, Coloradoan, Infested Potato, who was on the show not too long ago. And he writes in with one of his awesome, like, summary slash poems about the striker. And it's called Birth of Havoc. Some say we abandoned the wall, that we abandoned our responsibility. But the old saying remains true. The best defense is still offense. For years we stood watch. We held on to just those precious miles that make up our city. Most of the old guard, too old and stubborn-minded to change their orders. Uh, To think beyond our walls to something greater, but some. Some among our orders wanted to do more to fight not just upon the wall or city streets, to lash back at our enemies, to bring the full fury of the traveler's gifts crashing down upon them, to make them see us not as prey, but as predators. The time to stand static and idle has passed. Now we strike. I've got chills. And I think... I think what's uh, what's always appropriate, especially with Titan, when you have uh, a poem of any kind and you look back at Zavala's uh, grimoire card, it says, Basho knew we'd struggle in the uh, after the fall uh, or something to that effect. And I forget yeah. if you're if you're not familiar, Basho was a was the the famous haikuist of uh, feudal Japan. So for having any kind of poem related to a Titan is, is pretty well on point. Like it's, it's necessary to have it. See, I, I always thought I agree he completely. was a, a famous, a famous smasher Titan. And his name was Basho. <laughs> <laughs> Basho the clown. That sounds like Basho WWE Titan. This time on WWE Raw, the wall smackdown. We got us the Titan. for you, brother. Basho's coming out of the wall, and he's going to break you. He's going to break you like the tip of the spear. What I just learned is Beard is actually a WWE fan. No, I'm not a fan at all, actually. It's just a matter that I've I've listened to, to too much freaking torque. You can, you can blame that on... on Freaking Borderlands 2. You can also blame it. You can also blame it. You can also blame it on Raccoon 
because of what Team Four Star did with Raccoon from, oh, from Dragon Ball. Oh gosh, <laughs> yes. <And> Raccoon's danger <laughs> all too soon. Vegeta, Vegeta, can we keep it? It's so cute, Vegeta. Nappa. Oh. Justin, you want to take the next one? It's dead. It's dead, Nappa. I remember when we got it, Vegeta. (laughs) It was so nice. (laughs) Don't let me do all of the TFS voices. It will happen. This is a bad time. We're done. This is a very dark time we've slipped into. Yeah, don't get me on anything Dragon Ball. Oh my gosh, that's my uh, Napa. Napa's Tada is my uh, Tada is my email notification (laughs) on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I had a hell of a day, Vegeta. (laughs) Uh, If you have not watched it, you need to go fix that problem immediately. (laughs) It's amazing. If you have not watched the original Dragon Ball Z, Team Four Star is not where you need to start. Um, It it actually, it no uh, the muffin button, but the muffin button, the muffin muffin button. (laughs) But Goku, where did you get those muffins? Muffin button, muffin button. (laughs) There's something fundamentally wrong with the fact that. All right, go, Justin. Something's so wrong with this. Uh, okay. <laughs> so this is from Rainbow Death Squad. Just reel it in here. Um, become the unstoppable. The tip of a spear has no ego, yet Kojin is, he, is the will he enforces. Whether one or endless are the throngs, the wake of a striker's fury shall consume. Be Fury's fulmination. Dark infects and deluges and flow. It shall be my censure that ebbs. Behind me are voices, mortal and risen. Before me are blights of Calginus ruin. With blood and spark shall I swath. War's tide is as a faint for my formulation. Darkness's kin shall feel... Feel their trembling throes. Holy <laughs> Ease it up on the $5 words. Eco. <laughs> I never thought I would say the word swath and fulmination in the same breath. I approve. Was that a fulminated swath? Yes. I think I actually should have gone with the collagenous. <laughs> Yes, I think it's collagenous. Um, so yeah, that's actually really that's that's like if Jeffrey Chaucer were to were to write a haiku. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. I just what what I got an image in my head of is if you've seen the the horrible Heath Ledger movie A Knight's Tale, I got the oh. the image of the Jeffrey oh, Chaucer, God, Chaucer character <laughs> walking back yes. and saying this very loudly. <laughs> There he is! One of your own! Right from a stone's throw from this arena! <laughs> Defender of Italian virginity! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay. man. And then... The, the, that was really good there. And then... And then this is this is the next... This is the best one. 
<laughs> from Gaul's cabals. Jesus. Please no stamp or mattress ad reads. <laughs> I was like, I, I read it. I was like, this is just amazing. <laughs> yes. Because the, the entire thing was when we were talking about this in the last in the last episode, oh. the mattress ads were the ones that we were talking about. <laughs> Oh, oh that makes more sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. When she's I don't know what's beating stamp- beating the mattress cover with the rat or whatever it is. It's a squirrel. Hi, I'm a mom. One of the hardest jobs. <laughs> Which like, is true. Here and yeah, just um, complete freaking this nightmare fuels. Yeah, really. <laughs> It's just like, and this is little Jimmy, and he just likes to destroy the hell out of his mattresses. Someone has watched some YouTube lately. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a channel or anything. Get out of here. I don't have to monitor Shameless things. Shameless plug. Yeah. Don't skip the ads. Okay. okay so- I feel like this whole like last 15 minutes is like the end of Guardian Radio where they go, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this is what happens when you get all of us who are sleep deprived. Uh, Raise his hand. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Okay, you guys want to roll to shoutouts? Mm-hmm. I think if we don't, Pins is going to hack into your computer. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. My very own Nidri. <laughs> so oh my. I and I immediately turn into Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Just with a cigarette precariously trembling from my lip. No, it's a subroutine. No. Oh. All right, Beard. What, what funny comments or shout outs do you have for us? Well, uh, first off, I didn't say where you could find me. Uh, oh, it just yes. hit me that I never even had that. Uh, first, Beard Grizzly everywhere. Beard underscore Grizzly on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter. Uh, so that is as far as I will go with that because I think. Honestly, I know the majority of people that I've seen inside of the chat right now, but for those that haven't heard of me, I definitely do like to uh, speculate a lot. I also tend to get very spinfoily. So if you're into that, hmm, there you go. That's me, basically. A little bit of science, too, when I'm able to actually fit that in there. Anyway, for shoutouts, per always, uh, especially with D2 wind-up time, I'm just making it fully 100% known. Everybody needs to start getting to to understand and really utilize IshtarCollective.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just, period, the best source of lore that we all have for everything. Uh, it is the best place where we can kind of all congregate because there are forums there. You can help to, uh, by posting your own videos, stuff of that nature as well. Uh, there's just so many things that Ishtar Collective helps out with. Uh, all of these guys are just 100% on point with all of it. Uh, but definitely, please... Go visit them, check it out, read up on things if you've ever had curiosity on it. It's just the best thing if you've never been there before. Uh, Next, we have a comic book that is coming up very soon. I know this is kind of like a Milan thing, uh, but I am heavily involved in it. So, coming uh, September, early in September, we will have a comic book uh, that you guys are going to be able to watch through YouTube. uh, And hopefully we will be doing more of it. But that is the the biggest thing, especially with Mylan Games uh, and basically the little Mylan family that we have going on between uh, himself, uh, myself, uh, Gamma Trap, and a few others. So definitely excited for that. 
Green, what about you? Um, my shout outs go primarily to book club as we're finishing up August, uh, super trooper. Mm-hmm. Why don't you say it and correct me, Justin? I gave you a setup. <laughs> yes. We're actually finishing up starship trooper, which I only have three more chapters. I just left. love how he nearly dies every time you call it super trooper. I know. And you know what? I do it on purpose at this point, right? Every time I'm doing it on purpose, just to mess with you a tiny bit. Because I love you. So be rescue from littering and <sighs> mispronouncing my favorite book name. That's um, fine. It's, uh, I got a few more. Uh, next one is kind of a shout out from earlier about the Gunter basement in the Discord chat, especially with D two right around the corner. If you want to help or have something that you're already planning on recording and you just want to make sure it gets kind of put together. The people that are in the Gunter basement, Baxter from Ishtar Collective, Purple from Ishtar Collective, are going to be collecting the videos from there and using them on their website, Ishtar Collective. So if you want to be a part of that and help add stuff to the IshtarCollective.net, you know, if you say something seven times, people remember it a lot easier. So I think we're up to like six. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. it one more time. IshtarCollective.net. If you go there or if you go to our Discord chat and we can get stuff to them for you. And the last one is kind of just a shout out to everybody on Twitter this week with the move that's been happening and the job searching and everything like that. It was kind of an eventful week, to say the least, for me. I uh, had a car breakdown on the way on the move, and luckily my parents were there and awesome. And then the whole well wishes, everybody kind of either praying for me or just sending happy thoughts my direction for certain things. Things are turning out well over here. So thank you for those of you on Twitter who are super supportive. And tag Justin. Yeah. You have the so, conk. I, it's, it's, yeah. I'm not even going to. I'm going to go there. Rip, rip, piggy. Rip. Uh, So just a just a gigantic shout out to our wonderful guest host from today. Mr. Beard Grizzly. Enjoyed having you on immensely. And we should do this a lot. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Also, great big shout out to my, my new best friend. Pins Halo for sending me the most amazing thing ever, which was the Halo Reach Collector's Edition. Just because I merely mentioned that I didn't yeah. have Dr. Halsey's journal. Me and, too. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. And he actually got one for green too. Did you get yours? I did. I did. I got it today. And is it's it sitting not, over. It's it, so cool. So cool. <laughs> anyways, so cool. Anyways, so basically, I. I can only imagine what it's like Pins and family. It's got to be a nightmare trying to get this guy something because you know his gift is going to be more thoughtful. (laughs) (laughs) He got me this thing, and I'm not even going to lie. I forgot even having this conversation about Halsey's journal. And then I opened it. I was like, huh, Halo Reach. (laughs) Wait, this is. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. The walls intensify. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like crazy. It's like mind meld. He's a precog. But um, 
Yeah, I told so, him he's not allowed to ask questions anymore because he said you did say you like after asking you you did say you, hadn't, you you wanted it and you hadn't had it yet. I was like, oh, you don't get to ask questions anymore, Pence. No more questions. <laughs> Whenever he asked me the question, "What is your address?" I'm like, "Hmm, something's happening." Um. So yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, Pence. We, my son and I, both are forever in your debt and owe you a hundred beers, but I can't give those to you because he's underage. But, um, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, um, yeah, just, uh, thank you to, to all of our listeners as we continue the slow, but not yet so slow March to a hundred. Yeah, sorry, the audio was a little wonky there for a second. So did you did you miss all that? Do I need to start over again? Well, no, no, no. Please, please, no, no, no one needs that. <laughs> oh, before you go, Blue, I have a surprise for the hundredth episode. Once we get to it, so if you are planning on being anywhere the night that we record episode 100 cancel it and be here because i have a surprise that the guys don't know about yet obviously they know now but they don't know what it is so be here for that it's gonna be kind of cool where else would he be if he's not here (laughs) (laughs) um so real quick for dog and a pony For my for our shoutouts, the the next topic is actually going to be over the new monarchy, um, and next week's episode is actually going to be on Wednesday night uh, instead of Friday night because of a scheduled thing on my side. So yes, in that in the lines of what Justin was just saying, we're going to move it to Wednesday. Um, so be sure to get any discourses or you know messages over on Discord or. Even in Twitter, if you use the hashtag AskFFC, uh, be sure to get those in, preferably by Tuesday night. Um, that way we can actually get them in there. Uh, and then, yeah, just a big thank you to everyone who showed up in chat. And, you know, thank you, Beard, for jumping on. Thank you, Justin, for showing up. And oh, thanks, Green, for, for surviving the trip. We I appreciate, appreciate all of up. it. The, the trip, trip up. up the stairs from the gun I'm alive. <laughs> That's good. Um, and again, a big thank you to those of you guys over in the Discord chat who helped um, helped me with this week's kind of dive into some of the information on the quest. Um, yeah, so with that, let's run through the outro real quick and then we'll stick around a little bit for an after show. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes each week, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on the new and improved www.focusfirechat.com. Thank you again, Beard, for joining in on the conversation. I'll be sure to get your contact information up in our show notes for anyone who wants to continue chatting with you. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for our team concerning the podcast. And please, please, please let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes as well. Also, make sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So, until next time, Focus your fire and may your light shine bright. <laughs>